You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. THD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A Town Square Media Station. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that place in back. Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston, giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning and welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. You can also find us broadcasting on Martin Houston Radio Network at Martin Houston Fan Page, Martin Houston, Martin J. Houston Personal Page, Alabama Tradition, Tide 109, X's and O's Sports, as well as on YouTube at Martin Houston Live and on Twitter at Martin Houston 35. All of those are live, local, ready to go and uh, available for you to interact with us and chat us up on the social media outlet. So just let us know what's on your mind, what you're thinking, respond to the questions of the day, respond to the comments and or add your thoughts and comments uh, this is the Martin Hughes Show with Martin and Xavier, the Sound of Alabama Sports, your show, your team. And, of course, you can always call us on the Alabama One hotline, and that's 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904, the Alabama One hotline open for business. Remember that this is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. All right. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you this morning? Good, good, good. Good morning, Mason. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great this morning. You know, it's, uh, it's fun to be here on a Wednesday. Yeah, I was going to say, first time in a while, I think, maybe you've been here on the Wednesdays, but you'll be with us for uh, a couple weeks here, so looking forward to that. Uh, got a couple of questions uh, out there. We, we had a what would you uh, what would you rather Wednesday uh, question last week that we did not get to, uh, so we'll always recycle content like that and, and get your thoughts on it as uh, last week's would you rather question had to do uh, with the uh, Bryce Young versus Will Anderson kind of question. Would you rather have Bryce Young, Dallas Turner, and Jermaine Burton, 
Or would you rather have Will Anderson, Jamar Gibbs, and Jordan Battle? So uh, that question was last week, uh, but we did not get to address that. So we'll bring that content uh, back into the conversation today. So you can tell me which one you'd rather have. And uh, also another question for uh, today uh, as we move throughout the conversation it's kind of talking about what is the identity of this team. Every year you always hear that conversation. Hey, the identity of this team is this, or this team doesn't have an identity, or or this identity uh, team is known for this or that. Well, there was several options when you think about what this team could be potentially identified as uh, – uh, is it going to be a, a run team, you know? And then then within that, what type of run team would they be? Finesse or power? Uh, is it a pass first team? And within passing, is it going to be, hey, we're going to take the top off. Uh, we're going to uh, short, quick passing game over the middle, uh, bubble screen, so many different things there uh, that you go to. Or is it going to be a dominant defense? You know, just overall dominant D. Uh, is it going to be a defense that style against the run, pretty good against the the pass or, or vice versa? Or is this going to be Alabama's most complete team? Uh, and when you look at most complete, most of the time we just think offense and defense. But now you throw in special teams. Is, is this Nick Saban's most complete team? So what's the identity uh of this team we're gonna we're gonna talk about that uh this morning and uh, give you a chance to think through that those questions there a couple other topics we could get to uh is within that complete team conversation uh what is it that if you think that it's the most complete team what would make it the most complete team we can also talk about this running back room and uh you know uh, the 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 fact that yesterday we briefly hit on it, man, there's a lot of running backs and uh, they're trying to get back out there from last year, McClellan and Williams. Will they make a push for Gibbs or will Gibbs be the man? Uh, is it his job locked up? We can talk about that. And then, of course, X, I bring you into the conversation because you wanted to talk about uh, Mr. Bryce Young. So I'll toss it to you uh what, what's what's coming down the pipe from uh, Bryce? Yeah, uh, yesterday Bryce was asked about Louisville transfer Tyler Harrell, the wide receiver, and they asked him about what he brings to the offense and his speed. But what I liked was Bryce was like, yeah, he's fast and we want to be explosive, but he's just trying to learn. He's trying to get into the system and grow just as a player. So that was really Something that I like to hear, like Bryce, going, oh yeah, he's just this fast guy, but that Tyler's taking the time to learn the offense, to grow as a player on the team, and learn the system as a whole. Yeah, and of course, you know when you look at a running back, I mean a wide receiver uh, that has speed. Uh, a lot of times, those guys do just come in and rely on their speed, and of course, you know that was kind of the the the. Um, I think the frustration with the Louisville coach um, when Harold left, I, and, and the reason uh, he accused Saban them 
uh, of uh, pretty much poaching a player and recruiting him because last year Harold was known as just a speed guy. Now I'm not saying that's what he was, but that's what he was known at. And he had, I think he averaged just under 29 yards a catch. Think about that for a second. And, and it wasn't like he had two catches. Um, he didn't have a lot compared to what he could end up getting at Alabama, but uh, he had enough catches that that average, that meant something, that 28. But the coach and the staff spent all offseason guys working with him to become a better route runner. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and so that's kind of the thing thing there. Uh, but it, it's good to hear. Uh, Kurt Lewis said, Bryce is a young saber. He's not going to give you anything, even when asked, right? So, uh, you know, he, 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 they're all sabonized. I, like doing the interviews on here, man, sometimes it's like, okay, pulling teeth, you're going to get two words. Typical interview. If you typically uh, do an interview with some of these saving, I mean, football players, uh, especially once they get more mature, you ask them, you can have about seven questions and get you a good, you know, uh, 12 minute interview X. Mm -mm. Yeah. You better have, you better have 20 laid out to get, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes. So you're going to get yeah, a lot of And years. the crazy thing about it is, it's not just while they're at Alabama. A lot of these guys take it to the pros. I mean, oh, yeah. listen to, listen to Jonathan Allen, listen to Jalen Hurts. Those guys still are very meticulous and very careful about what they say. And it's something that they did pick up and learn from Coach Avery. Yeah, and and that's not all bad. <laughs> it keeps you keeps your name out of the the paper or the news unwanted, unwantingly. So uh, that's true. Now, now remember, if you're just joining us this morning, uh, we're going to be talking about a what would you rather Wednesday, uh, and uh, right now. Uh, that question is closed because it was from last week. But would you rather have Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, and uh, then, of course, Dallas Turner, the up-and-coming young stud on the other side from Will Anderson, should have been uh, in New York at least as a finalist and may, may, was, may have been the best player in college football last year. And then, of course, Jermaine Burton, a young man who transferred from Georgia. Would you rather have those three guys? If you had to only pick three now, which one are you picking? Or would you rather have uh, uh, Will Anderson, uh, dominant defensive end, uh, and probably the best returning player in college football, Jamar Gibbs, one of the top running backs in the country at Georgia Tech, expected to be a superstar here at Alabama, and then Jordan Battle, who has quietly – uh, put himself in a position to be one of the best safeties to come through the through the tide. I mean, he's different than some of the previous guys when Alabama had the big safeties, but he's a really good safety. So we're going to talk about that. But also on that most complete player, I mean, most complete team, is that the identity of Alabama? Or is it, you know, dominant defense, best pass team, or run team and Curtis Lewis X and Mason, and we'll get to the our thoughts on the other side on on those questions as we start the conversation. Curtis Lewis says pass first with a mixture of routes and targets. So 
do, do those two questions, guys, kind of play together? If you say that the identity is going to be a dominant defense, then do you take Will Anderson and in, 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 in his? Or if you say pass first, does that mean you're going to take Bryce Young? Or if you say most complete, does it even matter? We'll talk about that and more right here on the Martin Houston Show. Get your thoughts, your comments ready, and we'll add you to the conversation. Hey, don't forget about making good lunch choices and Taco Casa is where you need to choose for lunch today. Taco Casa, tacocasa.com is where you can go and find out more about uh, the great food they have as well as their apparel and different items. Quality, taste, and value under the biggest cactus in town. 40-plus years and counting. That's Taco Casa, tacocasa.com. Tide 100.9 Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we, we feel like we have a good mixture of veteran players there um, with some incoming guys or, or, you know, maybe guys that maybe didn't just get here but have been here for a year. You know, that position takes a while to develop. Uh, Coach Wolford has done a great job in the six months that he's been here of working with those guys, you know, to get into the specifics in each and every guy and how we're doing it. We're mixing and matching. It's early in training camp. All those guys are working hard. They're tough. They're athletic. Uh, feel really good about where we, where we are on the offensive line. Eventually, it'll shake itself out as we move through camp only in day three, headed into day four now. So it's too early to tell. But all those guys are, are working really hard, and they're, they're a fun group to coach. Welcome back in. Uh, that was called Coach Speech. Talk around the world, but really not say a whole lot. But uh, uh, the, the reason I had uh, that audio, piece of audio, guys, is how important are those tackles to uh, to the identity of this football team? How they shake out may determine what you think of this particular team. Now, during the break, Curtis um, Lewis um, told me to do a what would you rather question, uh, but do it with coaches. And um, and, and, and we'll, we'll, we won't do it this morning, but it's pr pretty interesting uh, thought. He was like, would you rather have Saban, Golding, and Kiffin or uh, Kirby, Browse, and I and I think it's he said Echo. I, I know which DC defensive coordinator he's talking about. I just don't remember if that was the exact name. How, how you said the kid's name, the young man's name that was a DC from from Texas a few years back. But uh, <laughs> that's a, that would be an interesting shakeout. We'll look at doing that at some point in the future. So um, yeah, uh, but back to to our guys. Which which one of those you think you're taking? Uh, X, you're up first. You you got your choice. You got your Heisman Trophy quarterback and 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 uh, up and coming pass rusher, uh, and then a wide receiver weapon for the um, quarterback or defensive end. I mean, best edge rusher in the country, maybe the best one in the last best one in the last thirty years. Uh, uh, it looked like an electric running back and then a really, really good safety. Oh, man. 
<laughs> this is tough uh, when you when you really try to break it down, but I have to go with a a really great defense and a really good running game. So I'm going with Will Anderson, Jameer Gibbs, and Jordan Battle. Ah, so you you going back to old school how you win balls, huh? How you win ball games. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like championships with defense. Do what now? They say you win championships with defense, so that's why I'm leaning. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Mason? Then I come back and break that down a little bit. I don't think I can bring myself to give Bryce Young up. I just don't think I can do it. I. Uh, ah, that's too. Yeah. No, I, I got to roll with Bryce. Give me Bryce. Give me Dallas Turner. I. I you know. Obviously, we know Will is amazing. We're, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that you know Will's not an incredible defensive player because he is. He's he's the best defensive player I've ever seen take the field. But we saw Dallas Turner do something very similar to what Will did as a freshman in his freshman year last year. So there's no reason to believe that Dallas Turner couldn't reap couldn't produce the same kind of uh, same kind of numbers, the same kind of impact that Will Anderson does on this team. So I'll roll with that because you know what Bryce Young gives you on the offense can't be brought by anybody. Okay. Now I get to be kind of the the good news, bad news guy, I guess, of this conversation. So, and I'll tell y'all at the end which one I'll take, but let's let's look at it. Name the quarterbacks that have won a championship for Alabama under Nick Saban. Greg McElroy. AJ McCarron. Jake Coker. Uh, Mac Jones. Uh, two uh, Jalen split between what happened with that one and then Mac Jones. Okay. None of them come close to Bryce, huh? As far as pure I, talent, no. You, you, well, you, they say you can't. I mean, right. But the big boys have never got there. Because everybody has the star quarterback that makes it to the championship, right? So who 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 beat us? Who beat us? Clemson. Oh, In oh, Georgia. Oh, oh, hold on. Clemson beat us because they had Ohio a star State. quarterback, or because they had a great defense. I mean, yeah, Ooh. I think that can go either way. The first I, I one. The first one, it was the first one, it was, the first one, it was both. The first one, it was both, right? And then That's Georgia the beat us. Why? Because they had a great quarterback defense. <laughs> okay, so remember this you take Will Anderson off this defense, and Dallas Turner is probably a good guy, but he ain't nowhere near where he's at. Will Anderson made Dallas Turner look like a Will Anderson as a freshman, in my opinion. Now, I'm just giving my opinion. And, you know, and, and the reason I put a safety back there is because of the passing game. Clemson, and Curtis Lewis said Clemson because of Watson. Yes, because of Watson, but Clemson had a really good defense that year, too, because they shut down Alabama's what? Alabama's offense wasn't as good that 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 night, were they? And you can say the same about eighteen as well. Fourteen huh? points. You can say yeah, the same and, thing when it was Trevor Lawrence. 
14. Trevor Lawrence, good, really good offense, but their defense dominated. So, I mean, if you go back and look, you can see where the defense, despite listen, I don't think you can get to a championship if you don't have a good quarterback play. But I think when you get to good quarterback play, well, a lot of times it still comes down to what? Run game. Who was dominating the Clemson game that we lost when Jalen was there? One Who was Bo dominating Scarborough. that game? Huh? One Bo Scarborough. Uh, yeah. It, our running game was dominating till Bo went down. And then the game changed. So, once again, <laughs> you can go back and look at all of these games and go, hmm, great quarterback play gets you there, and it's tough to win today. But if you have a great defense and a good offense, can you still win it? That's the question. And here's the question I, I Mason to throw up at you. Because listen, you 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 know you you you're picking when you're looking at these different players, but in a championship game, let's go last year. Bryce Young is the quarterback, and Will Anderson is on the other side against that Alabama um, offense. What happens? What happens? What do, you, what do you think happens? I mean, really think about that for a second. Does Will Anderson absolutely cause chaos in Bryce Young's world against Alabama's tackles last year? Does it, does, it's does it's huh? scary to think about? It's scary to think about. What Will Anderson would have done in that game? I'm I'm just asking that question. And then, does Jamar Gibbs in the mm, mm, I mean, Will Anderson? Then you throw Jamar Gibbs on the other side. It's just something to think about. We got we got a call here, Curtis. Uh, you're in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, sir? Oh, yeah. I think it's awful hard to win in this day and age without having a star quarterback. Now, Georgia, of course, was the outlier last year. They just had that phenomenal defense. Uh, and Stetson Bennett didn't lose them the game. But um, right. I think without a star quarterback, your chances are going to be awful, awful short if you don't have that guy out there that's going to be taking that snap for you. But I, I do believe that uh, we would have lost that game. Well, we lost that game against Clemson, not because of our defense. We lost that game because of our quarterback. It was not our defense that let us down in that game. Our defense was dominating Clemson the majority of that game. Unfortunately, they was on the field the majority of that game because we couldn't convert third downs because of James. Hold on, hold on. Everybody says okay, what, that. What about two? Hold on, Curtis. Hold on, Curtis. Two of them even there. Hold on. Let's make you talking about the you talking about the Jalen game. I'm talking about the Jalen game. Two of them even at Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, guys. Here's the question I have though. Everybody always says that our defense was dominating that game. Do you know how many plays they ran in the first half of that Alabama game against Clemson when we were dominating? When Jalen was the quarterback, 
They ran almost 50 plays in the first half. They ran, I think, 46 or 47 plays in the first half when we were winning. Everybody, everybody always says, man, they we just couldn't convert. That's true. We could not convert in the second half. But in the first half, Clemson still ran 40, I think it was 46 plays in the first half against that defense. That's that's number one. Number two is yes, we could not convert. And I put that on Sark, not on Jalen. Why do you why tell me why oh. Jalen Hurts threw the ball 31 times? In a game when when we were winning, we were winning all but the last of the game, it was almost like they forgot that Damian Harris had been the starter all year. Bo goes down, and what did we do? We started throwing the ball. I'm like, what are we doing? We 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 could have we could have moved that ball. But here's the other question, Curtis. When when that bad quarterback play left the field, who was winning? When what? When 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 Jalen Hurts and his bad quarterback play left the field against Clemson, who was winning oh, the game? That's, Alabama's winning the game at that point. Yeah. Okay. But that is okay. not the point. How many times did Alabama have a chance to get off the field on the last drive? Multiple. Alabama had a chance to get off the field umpteen times on third down. Okay. Okay. So 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 then you ask yourself if they get off the field. It's 90 plays. Instead, they let Clemson drive. Clemson ran how many, how many, I don't know how many plays it was, but how many plays did Clemson run on that last drive? How many times did we fail to convert on third down in that game? A lot. A lot. A lot. Now, how many times did we sit there and go from the number of sacks that we had in that game and pressures in that game in the first half compared to what we had in that game? In the second half, oh, I, I, oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm just giving you the other side. I, I agree that that Jalen, Jalen did not play well enough in in the majority of that second half to win. But I put that on the coaches, uh, and somebody else put that loss on saving for letting Kiffin go before the game. <laughs> that's well, probably yeah, true. Kiffin, that didn't help matters. It was, a, it was a different thing of compounding. Problems. The course, long play right. call wasn't great at all when Bo went down. That's true, yeah. but we still had a chance to win that game. But we didn't put that game in Jalen's hand. Right, and, and Jalen was not going to win agree. that game. I agree. Jalen should have ran the ball. How many passes did Jalen throw the ball out of bounds just to get rid of the ball when he didn't couldn't find his receiver? We all know Jalen was a great kid. But we also know that Jalen couldn't go through a progression no more than a rack to go through a, a, an iron bag. And that's the way oh, he was crazy. coached to do it. And that's why I couldn't understand why they – I told somebody, we gave Clemson that night, Curtis, and, and we're agreeing. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that that the quarterback play that, that, that Jalen gave for the majority of that game after the second half and up until that last drive was 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 horrible. We, I told somebody, we gave them 18 extra timeouts because I think he was 13 for 31, and the majority of those were in the second half. If we just run the ball and get off the field, on, we didn't even have to convert, Curtis, a third down in the second half. If we had ran the ball, there wouldn't have been any time left. But we kept stopping the clock. And I have no idea what Sark was doing when that happened. But, but the reason I say that about the quarterback play 
And, and, and this is the question. You're right. I don't think you can you can win without great good quarterback play. But between Bryce Young and good quarterback play is a big gap. Yeah, I, well, I, I think I, you can find yeah. a quarterback. I think you can find a quarterback that can play well enough with Alabama's talent to win. As easy well, as you can find uh, enough talent to uh, – maybe easier. Here, here's the thing. Alabama's won championships, um, and, and they've had average quarterbacks. But I've not seen a guy in – all of the players answer this question. Has Nick Saban had a Will Anderson on his in his recruiting since he's been here? Will Anderson, no. But Nick has had great defenses since he's been here. This isn't the right. first time we've had – we don't know if well, this defense uh, is great either. Uh, hold, on, hold on one second. I just want to – say this about the thing. Curtis, you focused a lot on the Jalen Hurts performance against Clemson when we walked. But yes. turn around two years later, you have a Tua Tagovailoa, one of the best offenses Alabama has ever had. And Clemson beat them with a true freshman at quarterback 41 to 14. Yeah. So what's your point? With the bad quarterback play, but a great defense, we were seconds away from winning a national championship. With and the guy that was supposed to be the great quarterback, we got blown out. But by the same token, that same game that we got blown out in, it's not like Clemson was a great offensive team at that point. Clemson never been a great offensive Justin team. Rolf. Clemson was. T. Higgins. Does not Brad matter. Higgins. Clemson has always had one key guy. One key guy, and that's the quarterback. If they don't have a quarterback, Clemson ain't going to beat you at any point in time. And that's, no. and that's the problem they got this year. Clemson has always been able to do what they do because of one player, and that's their quarterback. If he ain't got him, look what, look what happened with DJ, um, DJU this, this past year. Without that quarterback, this is dead in the water. They didn't have but, a But I guess the question the question have you have to ask, we have to get the break here in a second. Uh, I guess the question, Curtis, is 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 with Alabama's mo most dominant player at the position besides Tua, I mean besides Bryce, Alabama has the worst loss in a championship game. Worst loss. Maybe one of the worst losses uh in, when the games matter in Nick Saban's era, uh, that was embarrassing the way Clemson dominated us. And in that game, uh, Clemson had a dominant defense and we had a superior quarterback talent wise. And then, and then in Alabama's closest loss to Xavier's point is we had, uh, an, a, 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 an average quarterback still young at that point, average quarterback who played really bad. But we had a dominant defense, and we almost won the game. And we were winning the game when that quarterback left the field. So to the point, I guess, uh, that, that Xavier's making is, you, I don't think you can get there with bad quarterback play at all. But I think you can get there, even in today's game, Georgia showed that if you have a dominant defense, you don't have to have a great quarterback. You have to have a quarterback that won't lose it and good enough. I don't think you can win a championship with a bad defense. 
I don't think you can win a, a championship with an average defense. But you can with an average quarterback that doesn't lose you the game. Well, I think you can I, win and I give you closing thoughts. Along with the average defense. I huh? think you can win with an average defense. You don't have to have an outstanding defense to win a championship in this day and age. You don't Tell have to have – We won it in 20. We won huh? no great defense in 20. We won it in we 20. We won an year. We, we were a great defense. Average. I mean, go back and look at the rankings that But we year. were not a great defense. I didn't say I great. defense. Okay, we weren't a dominant defense either. We weren't dominant. Go we, look were at a, a, we could get off the field, yes. We could get off the field, but we and weren't out there setting people down. With that's what you mean. That you get, at that point, but look who was, who was our quarterback. Mac Jones. Mac Jones played out of his mind that year. He was better than two at that point, really. But what two of them? He was also two there. years older than two. Okay, but, even two years older than two. What does that matter? He didn't play two years older than two on the, the field. Part doesn't matter. But my, no, I guess what doesn't. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, the, the 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 when you look at it, when you look at it, the the quarterback played by Mac Jones was through the roof. By the end of the season. That defense last year, I mean, in 2020, was balling. You go look and look I mean, and see how they played. Now, they weren't great all year. No. They weren't great, great all year, but they were playing some pretty good football down the stretch. And go back and – I don't know – and we'll look at it during the break, Curtis. Uh, I got to go, but uh, – that and, and that's why I chose this question because I knew it would generate a lot of conversation. But let's go back and we'll, we'll go back and see the final rankings, Mason. If you could look that up for me. Uh, but uh, Curtis, I, I'll give you closing thoughts. You get to, you get to close it out. Well, I'm just simply saying that in this day and age, I'm not talking about ten years ago. That in order for you to win, outside Georgia having a little that little moment in time, which ain't gonna happen again. <laughs> you gotta have. A playmaking, game-changing quarterback. If you don't have that guy, no matter how great your defense is, you're not going to win a championship with that defense. You can win it with an average defense and a great quarterback, but you cannot win it with an outstanding defense and a guy, a quarterback who's just a a guy who's going to wear a pair of cleats and keep your feet warm. That's not. It's not going to happen this day and age. So do you do and I I'll let you answer this with yes or no. Was Trevor Young as a I mean uh, Trevor at Clemson was he a um, a a great quarterback as a freshman? As a freshman, well, I'm gonna say that he was. He was great for their system. Yes, he was a great quarterback for them. I don't think he's great now though. Because he's the only freshman other than Oklahoma's freshman quarterback 100 years ago to win a national title. Uh, and he did it, I think, because Clemson had a great defense and not because he was a good quarterback uh, and became a great quarterback. But I think they won that championship against the great greatest quarterback technically Alabama ever had at that point. So you can make the arguments both ways. Uh, but appreciate you, man. I love it. I love uh, it. Thank had you. a great defensive line, not defense. Oh, yeah, they had a great defensive uh, line. Yeah, All those defense guys wasn't that great. Hey, you yeah. know what that was, Curtis? You know what that was against Clemson? 
they all came back to win a championship. Yeah. All of those guys would have been first-round defensive players had they left, and they all came back. So they all yeah. would have been – and they all the next year were in the first and second round. So, so yeah, that was a great defense and probably one of the best to play in a long time, especially up front. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I agree. All right, now, Ma, you have a good one. Yeah. Hey, man, that's what it's all about on this radio station is you're – you're, hey, this is the Sound of Sports, your show, your team. You can bring your thoughts to the table. We got uh, Greg, I think it is, George, George actually on hold. So, George, we'll get you on the other side. We'll continue this conversation of the would you rather, hey, offense or defense? And that's going to make the conversation that we have for the other question that we're going to kick to the tomorrow even better. What are people thinking, guys, about this year's team's Identity. Identity. Virgil Williams getting his thoughts in says defense wins championships, and that loss was on Saban for letting Kiffin go before the game. What's your thoughts? You want Young and company? Anderson and company. We'll let you come in on the other side. This into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and X's and O's Sports, Xavier Houston. All right. Hey, we got a lot of guys wanting to get in on the conversation, so we're going to get to this really quick because we uh going to be pushed up against the break pretty quick. Hey, but but I looked at the stats, guys, uh, of that defense in, in 2020. Now, nationally, they were 13th in scoring. Uh, but I'm going to give you the SEC. You guys both say yes or no. Do, do you think it matters nationally, or does it matter where you rank in the SEC in terms of where you finish? Say that again. I can hear you. You broke up. I said, whether does it matter nationally or where you rank uh, in the SEC? Well, I think that year specifically, because it was an all-SEC schedule, you got to look at that yes. more than nationally. Yes. So the Alabama's defense in 2020 was first in scoring, third in rushing, third in passing, third in total, and seventh in third down conversion. All right, thanks for your patience. Uh, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. Going to have to run through you guys pretty quick, so I apologize for that. George, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, Martin. Thanks for taking my call. What we got to look at is this. When you have a really good defense and your offense is pedestrian, or not pedestrian, but not prolific, that defense is giving that offense more opportunities. And what happened against Clemson, because of we, they ran so many plays and their um, drives were so long in so many plays, we didn't, that our offense did not get enough opportunities. And when you have an offense that, you know, is um, dependent on the run and, you know, play action pass or your quarterback, you know, breaking out of the um, – breaking out and getting a first down, you got to give him more opportunities like we did Jay Coker. I mean, Jay Coker was really a pedestrian-type quarterback. But, um, you know, you've got to give you, if you're, you know, what we want is complementary gameplay and game, you know, game plans. And the offense yeah. has got to help the defense. And when you have a really good offense, 
what you're looking at is you're forcing the other team's offense to have to pass all the time. Then you, you just have a disruptive pass rush. Your defense can do a good job like Balmore did. I mean, you know, we were forcing them to pass, and he was able to be disruptive just like in Auburn um, unfairly, as I like to call him. He was disruptive, and that's what yeah. a good defense is supposed to be. Uh, I think you got to have. I think you got to be good in all phases of the game to win a national championship. Because what I, happens is you're getting ready I, I to play you. good. Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're, you're getting ready to play good teams who can take stuff away from you. So you got to be able to adjust, and you got to be complimentary, having the offense help the defense, and vice versa. And that's just my kind of take on it. But. Um, Hey George, I got. Unfortunately, I got. I got to get, try to get to one at least one more call. I, I apologize for that, but okay, yes. I see you. I totally agree. We're gonna pick this conversation up tomorrow as well. It, it ain't over. It's too juicy to just let let go. So, hey Tony, you in with the Mark Houston show? What's on your mind, sir? Hey man, good morning, guys. Yeah, uh, Jacob Coker was a prime example. I was going to call about. He was uh, well into the pedestrian category. But look what we what we did. We ran the ball. We stopped the run. We were we were plus and the, the, the giveaway takeaway. We we took the ball away more than we gave it away. And Martin, what's won football games in a hundred years still wins them. It's just philosophy's changed on it. I've been coaching all of my adult life, and I'm telling y'all now, a lot of teams in today's football does not know how to defend a downhill run attack. They don't because right. they don't practice it. They they have. Skill guys are spreading the ball thin, they're making the defense thin. And when you come in there with a power run football team that actually has a tight end and a fullback, you can give them the playbook and tell them we're running right here. Good luck. And, yeah. and they're not because they don't see it every day in practice. And and I think that if you look at the way college football has evolved, the reason why the defenses are a lot not worse than they used to be, but you take George's great defense from last year, Martin compared it to the 2011 Alabama defense. Compared to 2015 and 16 defense, I, I don't know that it did. And and the reason why I say that is because now all offenses are starting to spread the ball out. And I do think it affects the defense on the other side because that's the way you yeah. practice. Yeah. And, I, oh, yeah, I agree. I think I think that uh, there's, there's some teams back in the old days, if they came into today's world and played defense, uh, they would absolutely stranglehold these teams uh, – in, in, in a different way, and here's the thing: well, you have to be con- you have to be committed, and I have to I have to let you go because I am running yes, late sir. on my, my other time. But but call back, and w- but Tony, you have to be committed to the run, and you have to have the ability to be patient. Now, teams are going to score more, but if you're scoring and you have a good mix, but I can tell you, people have and, and offenses have changed, but they said that we couldn't win the way we won either in '92. But we had a great defense in that run game that was absolutely just in your face. But they were saying the same thing then. And offenses have changed since then. But we were averaging 17 points a game in one. And now it's just teams are averaging 35. The, the new the new shutout is 17 points. But anyway, I got, I got to get out of here. Man, I apologize for that. Hey, guys, great conversation. We'll pick it up tomorrow. We're going to be uh, uh, running uh, a little tight on – our next sesh segment, but we got to get out of here. Hey, come back on the other side. We'll have our Christian moment of the week with Scotty Hollins.
Tide 100 point Houston show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. To the Martin Houston show. 100.9. Hey, we got a tight one today, but we're going to get Scotty in here because we're not going to miss our Christian moment of the week. I thank everybody for being a part of the show. And right now we toss it over to you, Scotty, to encourage us how we can incorporate our faith into our boardroom, our classroom, or our chosen field of play, man. Take it away. And that, and thank you, Martin. That's exactly what we're starting. Just thinking about how do we incorporate our faith into the boardroom, the classroom, the chosen field of play. We, we we do that, Martin. By by no by we talked about uh, when we un- understand that that's our goal to do exactly what you just said. That we're going to have opposition, and and we do have opposition, and that opposition, as the Bible calls him, is Satan. And so we look at how Satan opposed Adam and Eve in the Garden of uh, Eden, and how what his goal was was his goal was to pretty much get them um, to not represent God well, to not honor Him, to not obey Him. And so I want to reverse engineer this thing. Um, you know, I talked about, you know, last week, um, the fact that, um, you know, first thing we got to do is we got to know what God's word says, right? And then we got to know what he means uh, when he said it, because we looked at how they were deceived, um, even though they knew uh, what God said, hey, you can eat of any tree, but that one tree, um, they didn't know what God meant when he said it. And as a result, Satan was able to say, hey, let, let, let me help you understand why God told you that. And, and, and as a result, he was able to convince them that um, that that they, you know, ultimately God was not being good to them. God was not good, and God was holding out on them. But here's the thing: if you know what God's word says, right? We, that's the first point. If we're going to represent God well, if we're going to follow Him, we got to know what he, His word says. But then we also have to know what His word means. All right. Third thing you got to do: guess what? You have to choose to believe it. After you know what his word means, you might not agree with it, Martin. You may say, you know what? I don't really agree with that, or I don't understand that. And I've come to some passages where I'm like, I know what his word says. I know what he means. Wow. Wow. That's what he means? <laughs> and so it, 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 there's, a, there's a time where I'm like, okay. But guess what? At the end of every passage, I always say, you know what? I'm going to choose to believe that. Finally, the fourth point is this. I'm going to choose to obey it. Only then, Martin, are we able to represent him consistently uh, in the boardroom, in the classroom, in our chosen field of play. When we know what God's word says about any particular issue, when we know what his word means about that specific issue, when we choose, even if we don't agree, when we choose to, hey, I believe what God's word says, I believe what he meant. And finally, when we choose to, you got to believe it before you can obey it, but then when we finally choose to obey it. The reverse engineering is simply this. We won't represent God well unless we choose to obey him. <laughs> but we won't consistently, right, and, and follow his plan. But if we won't obey him, guess what, if, if we don't believe what he said. But we can't believe what he said if we don't know what he meant. And we can't know what he meant when he said it if we don't know what he said. <laughs> and so I want right. to just really think about that and think of, think through as we seek to be uh, God's representatives, as we, as we seek to be his ambassadors, as we seek to um, have influence where we are consistently, then I'm going to tell you, if you're able to simply process through those four questions, man, what does God's word say about this? What did he mean when he said it? 
do I believe it and will I obey it? All right. That's what I want you to understand. And, and, and that's the that's and for every believer that that is, you know, what we need to be answering. And that's what we need to be helping our kids and those around us be able to answer as well. Yeah. Hey, Scotty, I, I, as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking about, you know, the, the football playbook. You can kind of take almost mm-hmm. that same same process of, of yeah. ultimately the goal is to get to execution. But if you don't if you it. don't know the playbook and you don't yep. know what the terminology means and That's then right. you don't you don't follow the terminology in the playbook, you may have the best talent in the world. You may be able That's to it. potentially do it, but until you, you got it. obey it and execute it it doesn't happen so same thing in our walk walk with god our bible is our playbook and if you don't know the playbook it's going to be hard to get to that obedience step and all of those in between so i'll talk to you to uh, tell them where they can find you sir absolutely you can go to uh, www.blueprintsusclusive.com you can send me a message there it comes straight to my email all right, that's BlueprintTuscaloosa.com. That's Scotty Hollins. He joins us every Wednesday right here on the Martin Houston Show, uh, encouraging us, giving us that little shot of faith encouragement each week. Thanks, Scotty. We'll catch up with you next week, man. Thank you, man. Looking forward to it. All right. Hey, thanks, X. Uh, man, we, <laughs> we're going to pick up this conversation. A lot of great conversation. Um, Pat, Tony, uh, Curtis, Virgil, uh, guys, all come back on tomorrow and we'll be here talking and we'll pick right back up with that debate uh, over the conversation that led from the would, would you rather conversation. And then we'll also talk about this team in the complete team, dominant D, run first, pass first. What would be its identity? Well, I guess some of you are hoping it's pass first. Some of you hoping it's dominant defense. Some of you hoping it's a complete team, whichever one it is. We'll be watching it right here on the Martin Houston Show. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct the path. Roll tide out there, everybody.